Hey, what's up, crew? Welcome to another CloverTac podcast. It's been a while. He updates you uh, on a couple of things, even though, honestly, it's not really even an update. Remember, as always, there. It's usually links in the description below. Follow up on stuff. Do your own homework. All of that jazz. If you're in the replay world out there, welcome. And remember, you can always participate in the comments below. Uh, and as always, I did not throw the banner up, but uh, I will certainly get that done because we want to thank the Patreon patrons that are out there as well as the YouTube channel members and those folks that do throw down some hard-earned dollars in Super Chat. So what is the update here? What's going on? Well, um, that has been the question for, I guess, the last week. I've got a lot of folks that are impatient, frustrated. Uh, they think things, nefarious things are happening. I get it. I get it. Uh, first thing I want to say is chill out, relax, enjoy life. Um, things take time. And when we're talking about HB 1927, uh, the constitutional carry doesn't go into effect until September 1st anyway. Uh, but we're also talking about the, uh, to a sanctuary legislation, uh, as well as suppressor freedom. So this sort of what we're going to talk about today applies to all three and the governor signing those. The first thing that I want to do, I've got a screen share up here is it goes along with the title. I was wrong. Uh, I was understanding things differently than what reality was. Uh, have a view, have a viewer out there, Gary pointed this out to me earlier. And I thought, you know what, this is a great time to go on, correct the record because I, I can admit when I'm wrong and when I'm explaining things inaccurately or incorrectly, not a problem. Uh, and we can all learn this together if we didn't know this. Um, some people have actually, when I was explaining it, agreed with me. And they were like, yeah, that's the way it is. That's the way we understand it. Uh, we were understanding it wrong. So the first thing that I want to bring up and we're going to talk about here is the governor's actions. And again, I got a link to this down in the description. So hit that up for yourself if you want, because this goes through this particular page, goes through um, all of the inner workings or regulations or policy or procedure or whatever with Texas government. Um, and it's pretty concise, uh, probably doesn't have all the nuances in there, but at least for our purposes today, proving that I was, I've been incorrectly telling people what's going on as far as timeframes. Uh, yeah, this is spot on. So here we go. Uh, governor's action. It says upon receiving a bill, the governor has 10 days in which to sign the bill, veto it, or allow it to become law without a signature. If the governor vetoes the bill and the legislature is still in session, the bill is returned to the house in which it originated with an explanation of the governor's objections, a two thirds majority in each house is required to override the veto. If the governor neither vetoes nor signs the bill within 10 days, the bill becomes a law. Now, here is the part where I was getting the 20-day thing. If you've seen me out there in the comments on some of the, the past podcasts, here's where the 20 days, and I was incorrect. Uh, and this is where we sit right now. If a bill is sent to the governor within 10 days of final adjournment, the governor has until 20 days after the final adjournment to sign the bill, veto it, or allow it to become law without a signature. 
So there is what I've originally been saying about the 10 days being up yesterday. Well, both chambers, the Senate and the house passed HB 1927 within that 10 day window of final adjournment, which means the governor actually had 20 days from essentially, I guess, June 1st, because the session ended on the 31st of May. Right. So we've got until June. He has, I should say, uh, governor Abbott until June 20th. So hopefully that clears things up. I was wrong on this. Hopefully, hopefully. And my apologies for that. Uh, with that being said, there's one more thing that I want to share with you folks out there that are here because um, I did a podcast a few days ago, a week ago, talking about the reasons why I think there has been a delay, as frustrating as it might be. And I've actually got an audio clip from a radio show. <laughs> with Governor Abbott, who is explaining exactly what my speculation was. So let me stop screen sharing and uh, share this particular screen. And this is going to be from, uh, I got to bring it up before I can even see what it is. Uh, give me one second here. Let me get this out of the way. And here we are. Uh, this is uh, the Rick Roberts show. And I'm not super familiar with the Rick Roberts show, but apparently uh, on uh, talk radio WBAP. And if you want to check this out for yourself, uh, you can jump down in the uh, description below. And the governor talking about uh, the firearm related legislation happens at about 15 minutes and 40 seconds. And that's what we're going to fast forward to that part here. We're going to take a listen. That way you can hear Governor Abbott in his own words. Uh, it certainly, to me at least, spoiler alerts here, doesn't sound like he doesn't plan on signing it. Doesn't sound like he's doing anything nefarious or trying to get around anything or do things in the dark. Um, just sounds like he wants to give all three of these bills, constitutional carry, 2A sanctuary, and uh, suppressive freedom, uh, their proper, uh, their proper due, so to speak. So here we go. Let's uh, hopefully the audio will play. Where the legislature will have to meet, and we're going to vote it out. We're going to get it passed, and we will have uh, secure, fair, but legal elections in Texas. Uh, second thing I get uh, thousands of emails about is constitutional carry. People wondering when uh, when that comes across your desk for signature. It's coming across soon. We're trying to organize a bill signing event. You know, the, the, I, I sign a thousand bills every session, and many of them don't have signing events. Uh, we're working on putting together a very special event uh, where that bill will be signed. But I want your your listeners to know that I will be signing the constitutional carry bill. I will be signing uh, the Second Amendment sanctuary state bill. Uh, I will be signing the suppressor bill. Uh, these are all important. And gun rights laws uh, that no one ever thought they would see get passed in Texas. We finally are making sure that, that Texas uh, is guaranteeing the constitutional right to carry a gun. I uh, just wanted to uh, advise uh, the station I'm going to be going a few minutes over uh, with Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Um, I just got a release uh, from your office. You have issued a disaster declaration in response to the border crisis. All right, so we can pause that, stop that now. 
uh, not a big deal. Uh, thanks uh, to WBAP, of course, uh, Rick Roberts show. Certainly want to give them their due and, and their credit for having Governor Abbott on and, and giving us an opportunity to, of course, have that to present to say, see, here's what's uh, happening. Now, in conjunction, you, you probably heard there at the tail end of that interview talking about the disaster relief. So in conjunction with trying to set up the quote unquote party, right. For signing of these three bills, um, there's been some other things going on. If you want to listen again to the full interview with, with governor Abbott, then I invite you to jump over there uh, through that link in the description. And I think the whole thing's about 10 minutes or something like that. Uh, and you can listen to the whole thing, but he talks about been busy with the disaster relief. I mean, we've got the Texas flood stuff going on, uh, here. Uh, we've got border issues that, uh, have been, uh, he's been dealing with, Lately, we've got uh, also the shenanigans and stuff that the Democrats pulled, not related to HB 1927 or anything else, but the shenanigans that they pulled uh, last weekend in the, I believe it was the House, uh, and just a, a litany of other things, right? Um, again, I went through all of that in the past podcast, not going to uh, reiterate and hash over that again. Two things I wanted to do with this particular podcast. Number one, say, hey, I was wrong about the policy procedure rules of uh, the governor in relation to the 10 days and the 20 day period uh, for signing, vetoing or, or letting it pass and then play this clip for you. Uh, and it took me a while to find this. I actually heard this a few days ago and I swear I spent like two hours trying to figure out where I had heard it. Um, but thankfully, the Google foo is strong with me. Um, so with that, I'm going to jump in. We're only about 10 minutes into this thing. Uh, I'm going to jump into uh, some comments down here. Uh, if you want to throw a comment out there, if you have a question, if you have anything, two ways that you can get that on my radar to where I can see it. First is type the at symbol at CloverTech, and then whatever you want to say, that's going to highlight my name at CloverTech. Or you can use that super chat and throw down your hard-earned dollars, but that's not required. Um, if you just use the at CloverTech, I should be able to see uh, what you've got out there. So with that, uh, we got BJ out there who says Governor Abbott was just on TV for 45 minutes to sign the ERCOT bill, which is the electrical thing. Uh, would have been a perfect time also to sign constitutional carry. Um, yes and no. A lot of people think Memorial Day would have been a good day. Uh, I see reasons against that being that that's a day of reverence. And so do you really want political grandstanding on that day? I'm not agreeing or disagreeing either way. Just saying I can see potential downsides um, with mixing the constitutional carry with the like energy issues with ERCOT mixing and muddling those issues. Um, I don't like that idea. Um, and I don't like that idea because I think that, as a Second Amendment advocate, I'm certainly not an activist, uh, but I do ad advocate for the Second Amendment. Um, I just don't see myself at the, at the activist level of a Tony Simon or a, a good Lord, a, a, an Edgar or uh, Locked and Loaded Latinos or, you know, Cheryl Todd or any of those folks. Right. But um, I don't like muddying issues. So I like to keep Second Amendment separate from other things uh, and away from political spectrum and political party as much as possible, too. And so tying that in 
the Second Amendment stuff with anything else. I think it is deserving of its own ceremony if we're going to go down that road. Uh, Calaveras 32 Special out there says suppressor freedom. Didn't Kansas try that and, and get slapped down? Uh, yes, not going to go into the details here. Uh, this is uh, meant to be short uh, and sweet as possible. Calaveras, we have talked about that on past podcasts, though. Uh, yes, yeah, similar to what Cat Kansas tried. Uh, Texas is worded a little bit differently. And I think that particularly, this is where it gets dangerous, particularly with the attorney general Texas has, I think Texas would probably stand behind those guinea pig cases a little better than what Kansas did uh, after they passed it. So uh, scrolling down, see if we got any more tags, anything else going on. Uh, Calaveras says, out there, he's talking to Cameron Light T11. Says the people giving him grief are friends of Culver Tech, and we're not going anywhere. Hmm, not sure what that necessarily is about, but so be it. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't see a comment from uh, from Cameron 1911. Can't be all a bad dude though if he's got 1911 in his name. I'm guessing. Um, We've got uh, Guitar Man Pete said he needs to invite Chris McNutt. Um, I, I'll comment on Chris McNutt for a second. I was really, I really did not like, and it's interested Pete. I love Pete, by the way. It's interested that Pete brings up Chris McNutt off the heels of what I just said about partisan politics. Chris McNutt is one of the worst at playing partisan politics with the Second Amendment uh, and muddying the water with other issues. Uh, and it annoys me. Uh, I, it's not that I do not like Chris McNutt. It's not that Chris McNutt does not fight hard. That is not a dig on Chris McNutt. I just totally do not agree with the way in which uh, he goes. He goes after things, right? And we have a we have a problem somewhat in our community with that. That uh, a lot of times we don't agree with each other's tactics, but we take things a little too far. Um, when we dig on each other. So, uh, yeah, I have no problem with Chris McNutt other than, uh, I just don't agree with some of his tactics. Wes out there says, when is the governor expected to sign those bills? Good question. Uh, that may have been before we played that. I have no idea. Let me say this. I want to be clear with this. Uh, I've said it a few times before that I am getting press releases from the governor's office. Okay. I've gotten quite a few over the last few days, none of which has to do with uh, fire-related, 2A-related, constitutional carry, you know, suppressive freedom, or 2A sanctuary. Uh, so I would assume, right, I'm assuming at this point, that I would receive something ahead of time on when the ceremony is scheduled and all that stuff, and I will be sure to read that, that information to you folks as soon as I get those uh, those alerts. Uh, as a quote member of the media, I was able to sign up and, and get those uh, media alerts, which is nice because now I can disseminate that information to you. But at this point, I don't know. I can tell you that I was aware of the ERCOT uh, stuff going on. I did get that press release. Uh, was aware I got one a few days ago on border stuff. I got one a few days ago on, um, what am I thinking, on the flooding uh, state of emergency stuff. Again, not relevant to the Second Amendment and what we're doing here. So obviously I didn't pass that stuff on, but as soon as I get something worthy of passing on, I will. 
Uh, the men of Tupperware said, does Texas consider weekends to be part of that time period? Um, yes. As far as I know, Tupperware, yes. Uh, now, the previous 10 days, here's where it gets tricky, Tupperware. Um, when we go back, uh, and again, I've got the link to those those policy procedures, rules, whatever, uh, down in the description below. When you're talking about when the bill is passed, right? it's 10 business days, business days, right? Before the end of the session. But then it does not distinguish whether or not it's business days for the 20 thereafter. So my assumption on that at this point is that it would, weekends would be included. Uh, Gab out there says, since I missed some streams, can we go for four hours? Not on these because these get transposed, whatever you want to call it, over into the audio podcast world to help the people that are over there kind of get up to speed and, and inform. There's a lot of people that do not do YouTube live or YouTube at all. And there are literally millions and millions and millions of people that do the podcast thing. So got to get the info out. Steven says, do you think he's waiting until July the 4th or near it? Or is that too long? That would be too long. Uh, in respect to the 20 days, yes, because the 20 days essentially would put us at June 20th. Uh, now we've got Juneteenth, right? And I don't think anything is going to be done around that time frame. So honestly, I see it within the next maybe week or two because I don't think they're going to push it to July 4th. I don't think they're going to muddy the water with a with any type of a holiday, right? I don't because there'll be people covering things dealing with those holidays. And I can see them wanting media to focus on this. If they're going to plan a big shindig for a ceremony, I can just see them doing it where that's really the only thing happening, if that makes any sense. Uh, Fetus the Great out there says, any plans on covering more federal 2A cases and laws after these bills get through Texas? Uh, yeah, we'll move not to this level, Fetus. Uh, certainly not to the extent that I've done it here. Why is that? Because you've got Reno May, you've got Jared with Guns and Gadgets, you've got Johnny B, you've got um, John Crump, you've got tons of people covering things on the federal level that have the connections and understand things on the federal level better than I, even though I come on this podcast to admit I was wrong, right? Um, but here in Texas, I can stay a little more up to speed. I've got a little more access to uh politicians and staff and other things uh just through my connections in a let's say previous life right uh aztec out there says how long uh, do, does it take to organize a 10-minute bill signing event agam is driving his feet no pun intended no uh how long okay i can just tell you from family christmas and trying to organize that uh dealing with multiple families and multiple people in families with multiple jobs that is difficult so you're not talking about him just renting a venue or, or securing a venue, and then you have to work, worry about security for that venue, but then all of the different politicians that were a part that need to be there, all of the different 2A organization people that need to be there, uh, and figuring out what date and time works best for all of those people. Um, let's 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 lighten up on a little bit, on a little bit of this could, if all you were going to do is sit down at a desk and sign it. Yes. Agreed. 10 minutes at most. Right. But if you want to make, uh, actually plan it out 
think think of it in terms of planning that Christmas or Thanksgiving or or you know whatever get together it might be birthday party reveal party whatever it might be right. Braden out there dropping down a five dollar super chat. So says we had to wait like twenty more days or so. Well, honestly, for constitutional carry, we've got to wait until September first, regardless, regardless. Okay, um, but yes, I mean as many as twenty days before that signing party happens at this point is what it looks like. Sure. And uh, with that, we are caught up. So how fitting is that that Braden throws down that five dollar super chat? Uh, here at the uh, yeah at the end of the podcast. So thanks for joining again. Wanted to keep this one short, sweet. Um, for future reference, you can throw down those um, super chats whenever we've got a live podcast like this, or you can simply type without having to drop any of your hard-earned dollars. And if I can talk, you can simply type at symbol CloverTac space whatever you want to say. And of course, it uh, that costs you nothing to do. So again, big thanks to the Patreon patron folks, the YouTube channel folks, and of course, folks like Braden out there uh, who super chat during these live streams helps out uh, tremendously with doing things on the channel. Again, as soon as I know more, I will let you know more. I am keeping uh, tabs and keeping on top of this. Uh, But for now, just wanted to say, hey, I was wrong. Thanks out there to the viewer, Gary, just going to use his first name, who said, hey, you're wrong. You're explaining this wrong. Thanks for that. Uh, And wanted to show you guys or let you listen to Greg Abbott in his own words saying, hey, this is what is going on. I think by the tone of his voice in that, uh, it's pretty clear uh, that this is going to happen. We just got to be patient. So uh, until it happens, enjoy life and all of that good stuff. If you want to follow up again, links in the description below. If you are in replay, remember, you can always continue the conversation down below. Uh, Till next time, you know the line. Don't forget to chain fire freedom.